0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Fantasy Football Addicts podcast. As always, my name is Mung.
1: And this is the Lowe's coming back at you, ready to talk some Cincinnati Bengals football, the old black and orange.
0: Yeah, and on this episode of Quick Snaps...
1: Quick Snaps, 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 Snaps,
0: The uh, first thing that I wanted to bring up is how horribly, horribly under- undervalued Giovanni Bernard is right now
1: he is being overlooked by every media pundit every draft that i've seen
0: all right so right now looking at his adp in standard leagues giovanni bernard is going in the early seventh round and in ppr leagues he's going in the late sixth round this is a running back who two years ago flashed so much potential with his highlight reel runs and just because Jeremy Hill came on at the end of last year and will probably be the lead back does not mean that Bernard is not going to still get a decent amount of work.
1: They run the ball a ton. And since Cincinnati, I cannot disagree with you there. Um, however, a good portion of his value that came last year was after games were out of hand um, in these last, in the last few games of the season. Sure. He reestablished his value as a running back. Um, but a lot of it was in garbage time. Does doesn't that worry you any?
0: I mean, a little bit. And I understand what you're saying. I I do think that they want to lean on Jeremy Hill quite a bit more. Uh, but I do think that Bernard is still going to come in and spell Hill on different series and I think that he is still going to come in on a lot of third downs to be, you know, in that pass catching role.
1: This is the sort of guy that's good enough um as the second running back on the team, where I would be extraordinarily optimistic about his uh, ability to bite, be a top running back if Hill does get hurt. Hill, I would definitely hunt handcuff to Giovanni Bernard.
0: I, I guess here's what I'm saying in PPR, he is going behind guys like Carlos Hyde, TJ Yeldon, Todd Gurley, and Chris Ivory would you yeah. want uh, you know any of those guys over at geo
1: no he offers better ppr value um and as i said handcuff upside he's he's a dual th- he's like a poor man's ryan matthews to me right now
0: yeah or a or a better uh you know a higher upside version of shane vereen
1: Sure. Absolutely. Shane Vereen has two guys in his way, I think, and he's not as talented of a back. So yeah, he's, he's a better upside Shane Vereen. Sure.
0: Yeah. And what I don't get is um, I understand that a lot of his value comes in PPR leagues, but he is being drafted uh, behind Rashad Jennings, uh, behind again, TJ Yeldon in standard leagues. And I I don't get that. I think that Giovanni Bernard is still going to retain plenty of value Uh, He's still going to get some goal line looks, even with Jeremy Hill as the, uh, so to speak, starting running back for the Bengals.
1: Yeah, I'm very high on him. Um, It looks like we're high on him for different reasons, though. Um, To me, he's not going to be your starting running back on a team you're drafting because of where you're getting in the draft. But if Jeremy Hill goes out or anything goes awry with him, Giovanni Bernard is a top 10 every week fantasy football back.
0: Yeah, I mean, he that's basically what he was, you know, the latter half of the 2013 season before they drafted Hill that that uh, offseason following.
1: And there's literally no reason to forget that. And Marvin Lewis and the rest of the staff wants to run the football as much as possible.
0: Yeah, and more importantly than that, they have the offensive line to do that. Uh, Cincinnati quietly also has a top offensive line in the league. They've got really solid run blockers um, as well as pass protection guys.
1: If it wasn't for the Steelers, they probably would be a little more talked about.
0: Yeah, and they might be a little bit more talked about now with Marquise Pouncey's injury for the Steelers.
1: Yeah, that, that's true. Also, A.J. Green, he could come back very, very strong this year.
0: Yeah, so speaking of the wide receivers, um, AJ Green, you know, he was hurt last year, and obviously that factors in a little bit to his drop in ADP. But I think that uh, AJ Green might be uh, not necessarily a sleeper, but definitely undervalued a little bit this year.
1: I hate agreeing with you so clearly, and I'm agreeing with you again. Um, People are fearful of quote unquote age in AJ Green, people are uh, fearful of injury uh is you know injuredness but everybody gets hurt in the nfl it's just bound to happen to everyone i'm not worried about him any more than i'm worried about any other wide receiver
0: yeah honestly i think that i would take aj green uh, about where calvin johnson is going so he's being valued in the mid to late second round right now and i think that he belongs in the conversation in the early second round again not a terrible disparity in value but i do think that he's going to have a better year than a lot of the wide receivers that are going right around his same adp
1: mid to late would be a steal. top five upside
0: yeah you know just real quick speaking of injury concerns if you had the choice at say at you know the mid second round and both calvin johnson and aj green were there which would you take
1: for me i have to go calvin johnson just because he's just a pure physical specimen i mean aj green's a specimen in himself but all things equal put in the same situation calvin johnson's talent wins out
0: Okay. see, I think I lean green slightly because I actually am slightly nervous about Calvin's, you know, recurring knee issues now. Um, You know, some of his ankle concerns have been flaring up a lot recently. I I do think that that is going to be the slight factor that um, edges green out over Calvin this year for me.
1: See, and to me, I have to stand by what I was what I said before. Uh, Injuries cannot scare me in a player.
0: Yeah. And I, I, I try not to predict injuries when I'm drafting. I just think that when two guys are so close in my rankings, the, you know, it's the little things that pushes one over the other.
1: Oh, of course. The other thing that you could say to have, uh, um, Calvin Johnson be pushed under AJ green, um, is that Calvin Johnson does have a usable, uh, other, uh, usable wide receiver two and golden Tate right there. Whereas the wide receiver two, though, he does have fantasy value in prior years, um, I'm, of course, talking about, um, oh, gosh, Marvin Jones. I was going to say Marvin Lewis. I'm like, that That would be weird. <laughs> um, Marvin Jones at wide receiver, two. I don't think his value is as high this year, um, which I think preserves A.J. Green's value is very high because he's going to be leaned on as the go-to in the offense where, where they're going to try and run the football and then force the ball to A.J. Green
0: yeah i do like marvin jones late i think he has wide receiver three upside uh he did have 10 touchdowns just two years ago uh, i do think that he's going to reclaim that number two receiver role from Mohammed sanu um you know that said uh, i don't know that uh, either of them are going to be particularly relevant outside of uh, a flex position starter
1: yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to own any of them. I'm not paying for any of them. But if they come on later in the year and they're there in free agency for, you know, pennies on the dollar, then maybe I'll look at that way.
0: Yeah, I, I, I do like Marvin Jones in the 13th round where he's going right now around guys like Kenny Stills and Brandon Coleman. I think those are there are quite a bit of wide receivers who, you know, in that range have upside, and if they don't pan out for whatever reason, you can drop uh, after week three or week four or in the early stages of the season.
1: Sure, if you draft well, you can start to use your own personal preferences in those late rounds. Shape your team and make it what you want to make it.
0: So real quick, I want to talk about another pass catcher for the Bengals, and that is tyler eifert Um, this is going
1: to get annoying real quick because we're going to agree again
0: (laughs) okay um so uh, i love tyler eifert last year uh, i was all over travis kelsey i drafted him in a lot of leagues in the late rounds when uh, a lot of people didn't even know who he was and i think that tyler eifert um, has name value people were very high on him when he came into the league two years ago Uh, But at the same time, uh, people have kind of forgotten about him because of his injuries, uh, which are a concern. But I think that he has the upside to become what Travis Kelsey was last year.
1: Jermaine Gresham, when he played with Andy Dalton, was a serviceable, bi-week, tight end with good appeal, Possibly draftable appeal, but not in a lot of leagues. But he got the job done last last year. Tyler Eifert is bigger, badder, and better
0: yeah this guy has you know excellent physical measure measurables excuse me and he has the middle of the field all to himself basically uh defenses are going to be scrambling to cover marvin jones and aj green the red zone and they are great deep outside threats and then they also have to account for jeremy hill and giovanni bernard in the running game and basically tyler eifert is going to have a lot of open looks uh you know between the hash marks
1: Andy Dalton threw the ball about 500 times last year, even with leaning on the run game as much as they did for about 400 carries. About a, would f- say about a fifth to a quarter of those are going to go Tyler Eifert's way this year.
0: Yeah. And I actually have Tyler Eifert, I believe as my tight end eight. Um, Now I don't need to draft him as such. I think that he is a pretty good value in the ninth or 10th round. Um, You definitely don't need to draft him that highly, but I think that he has a, you know, a great chance to become probably a low end tight end one this year with top five upside.
1: It's interesting you say that to bring up a strategy sort of point. Um, You want to wait on you guys. You want your sleepers. But there's almost no feeling worse than waiting too long in those late rounds when a lot of of guys that aren't going to provide much value are drafted. And you wait just long enough to not catch it on a guy that you're targeting
0: yeah i think that is a good point um i i don't uh try to follow adp too closely if it's a guy that i really want Uh, i guess my point is that while i do like tyler eifert uh, i don't want to reach on him too early just because he does carry a lot of injury risk Um, and because there are still guys in the rounds before i'm looking to draft him that i would like as well on my team depending on how my first few rounds have gone
1: and most importantly of all, because he went to Notre Dame.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know about that reasoning, but uh, I, I suppose you either love him or you hate him. Oh, okay. So, okay, so Tyler Eifert, we agree, is you know possibly a breakout candidate for this year at the tight end position. Um, do we, do we care about Andy Dalton?
1: You know, it's weird because we talk about his pass-catching options in Jones Green. We say Bernard has good pass-catching ability. We didn't even bring up Jeremy Hill or talk about him all that much, mostly because he's a great back. He's a guy that you're going to want on your team. Um, And he catches the ball a good amount, too. Uh, Andy Dalton, to me, just is too boom or bust for For the number of three-plus touchdown games he's had, he's also had that many one-minus touchdown games in his career.
0: Yeah, I I think that quarterback is a position where consistency is very important because you don't necessarily need a guy like Luck or Rodgers to win you weeks. You just don't want a guy like Dalton who's going to lose you weeks.
1: But at the same time, you could stream a guy like Dalton who can win you weeks.
0: Sure. I mean, he's definitely a decent streaming option based on the matchup. I just, I would not draft him as a, even as a backup quarterback.
1: No, I, I agree. There's, especially this year when there's a lot of guys that are going to go undrafted that have massive potential.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to point out that, you know, a lot of people are arguing, oh, well, he did have, you know, a top five overall scoring season a couple years ago. right? Uh, And my argument to that is that was a different head coach. You know, Gruden wanted to just air it out. um, And I just don't know that uh, Marvin Lewis, or I'm sorry, excuse me, Hugh Jackson uh, really wants to pass that much. I think that they're going to focus on the running game. And when they do pass, Andy Dalton's still going to make those boneheaded mistakes uh, and throw a lot of interceptions.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I think his uh, c- his career arc, what we're what we're accost- accustomed to from him, is exactly what's going to continue this year. Um, what about his backup? Anything AJ McCarron? I mean, he's a big name college quarterback. Everybody knows him.
0: Yeah, McCarron's interesting just because he has showed some flashes. And I do think that he could be potentially a starter in the NFL one day. But in terms of fantasy, we just haven't seen anything from him yet. And I don't know that he needs to be owned outside of, you know, two quarterback or super flex dynasty leagues.
1: Only the deepest of dynasties to me.
0: Yeah, I will say this, though. um, I do think that McCarron could keep the receivers relevant if Andy Dalton were to get hurt.
1: Sure. Absolutely. I don't feel that it's that steep of a drop-off um, as to make me worry about AJ Green in, in the event of something like that would happen.
0: Yep. So what about uh, the Bengals defense? Uh, where do you have them ranked?
1: Um, I have them in, in my near top 10.
0: Okay. I do think that they have a good pass rush um, and I do like uh, you know, their cornerbacks. They have um excuse me they have Dre Kirkpatrick who I think is uh pretty underrated and also their linebackers uh, are are very strong um assuming that Geno Atkins is healthy and that contest perfect Com- yeah Vontas perfect yeah he's um, sweet and I think uh Ray Maluga is a very mm-hmm. underrated middle linebacker as well I sure. I could I could see uh the Bengals defense sneaking into the top 10 by the end of the season
1: yeah I I can't I can't agree with you more about that.
0: Okay. Um, but again, I'm not drafting the Bengals as a top 10. I, I think they're, again, one of the uh, guys that I would wait on uh, and have, you know, kind of on my watch list to pick up through waivers if they do start to blow up.
1: I might spot start them in Cleveland and at home against Cleveland for sure.
0: Uh, Well, I mean, I would start just about any defense that Cleveland is facing.
1: Similarly, I would bench them against Pittsburgh at home and away, and against Baltimore away.
0: Yeah, I think, um, you know, in uh, any—this is more in uh, a general concept, but I think in general— any divisional uh, matchups I, i'm not as confident in a defense's ability because it seems that those matchups are always quite unpredictable
1: very unpredictable they, that's why they often make the most exciting games
0: yeah and that's why the rivalries are the ones that run so deep that's right the the first cut is the deepest Darling <laughs> i know kind of a uh romulans and capulets there or i'm sorry not uh, romulans that's from what is that star trek
1: Yeah, I think that was actually Faith Hill.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, I I think it was the, what is it, the Montagues and the Capulets and?
1: Capulets and Montague.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, I think that is going to just about wrap up the Cincinnati Bengals episode of Quick Snaps. Mm,
1: Dan can do the rest of my part. Let's see how well he takes care of it. I'm not
0: going to do it. Mm -hmm. No, I'm just not going to do it.
1: See, he can't do it. Quick snaps, snap, 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 snaps. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to the podcast. Thank you to all our listeners. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Peace out. Thanks, addicts.
0: Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true.
1: Chumba Casino was America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes.